Hey guys, what's going on? It's Sean Delaney, and today I'm doing one of my special distillations, and I'm doing Bernard Arnault. Bernard is the mastermind behind LVMH, Moet, Hennessy, Louvuitton. Now, if you're interested in these deep dives, these are almost mini biographies, just head to whatgotyouthere.com. I have over a dozen past distillations of people like Disney CEO Bob Iger, Mercedes Formula One CEO Total Wolf, coaches like Nick Saban and Phil Jackson, legends like Michael Jordan and Arnold Schwarzenegger, and plenty more. And so what I do is pull out the timeless principles that these people have built their successes on, and I distill them down so we can implement them into our own lives. Uh, what got you there? What got you, got you. I'm Sean Delaney, and you're listening to What Got You There. What Got You There is a must-follow for entrepreneurs, leaders, and people looking for high performance in business and in life. Now, each week, I sit down with one of the world's most successful people and focus on the journey behind their success. We uncover the strategy, mindsets, and habits that help them get there. Now, it's your journey, so it's time to learn what's going to get you there. And if you want access to over 300 episodes and insights with game changers and change makers, head to whatgotyouthere.com, where you can also subscribe to my Momentum Monday newsletter. Hey, it's Sean, and after personally coaching CEOs, executives, and professional athletes for more than a decade, and also interviewing over 300 of the world's most successful people on this podcast, I have compiled the most important mindsets, routines, and skills you need to cultivate to skyrocket the success in your own life. Now, I've done this by creating a 19-video lecture online personal development course called You Unleashed. Now, these lectures include how to overcome limiting beliefs and fears that you have, how to develop your personal routine for high performance, and mapping out what your foundational life principles and values are. Now, this course has a proven curriculum where I will teach you everything I've learned from high achievers about how to live a more fulfilling life. Now, you can get exclusive access to this course by clicking the link below or going to whatgotyouthere.com forward slash you dash unleashed. That's whatgotyouthere.com forward slash you dash unleashed. All right, so let's dive into this one. So Bernard Arnault is the mastermind behind LVMH, Moet, Hennessy, Louis Vuitton, and stands as an unparalleled figure in the world of luxury goods and fashion. Now, as the founder and chairman of the world's leading luxury good conglomerate, Arnault has orchestrated a remarkable journey of success, innovation, and creativity. Now, this distillation is going to dive into the business principles that have guided him the wisdom I found encapsulated in his quotes and some of the most exceptional ideas that have propelled LVMH to become an iconic global force in the luxury industry. So as the at the time of recording this, Bernard Arnault is the second richest man in the world with a net worth of $237 billion. And what is so interesting is he has built that a fashion icon and global brand but he started out in a family business that was a construction business. Now, he did come from a very wealthy, well-to-do family. But even so, what he's been able to do to compound that amount of money over time in a different industry is really interesting to me. Now, even though I'm doing a distillation on Bernard, it does not mean I agree with all of his approaches or ways he conducts his life. But I believe there is a tremendous amount of good we can learn from him. Now, as Bruce Lee said, absorb what is useful, discard what is useless, and add what is specifically your own. All right, so here we go. So Bernard has a, a quote. He says, our business model is based on creativity, 
innovation and quality. And these are themes we're going to be covering today. Now, I would say this distillation is really broken up into guiding principles. And those are going to be buying and developing star brands, which we dive into, creativity, how he structures the company to be more creative, then the fusion of tradition and innovation, also quality, what it means to be and hold yourself to the highest standards, then the pursuit of excellence, which is very similar to the past dis distillation on Disney CEO Bob Iger, and then how to create desire in your customers and the importance of that. And then Bernard has just been relentless in his ability to seize opportunities. All right, so let's dive into star brand. So the LVMH process has one goal, star brands. According to Arnaud, star brands are born only when a company manages to make products that speak to the ages, but feel intensely modern. Now that combination of newness, but also being grounded in timelessness. And the fact is star brands take time to grow. They take a very very long time to grow. They can't just happen overnight. Now, Bernard says there's four characteristics of a star brand. They need to be timeless. They need to be modern. They need to be fast growing and they need to be highly profitable. So he was asked, can all four of these be done at once? And he says, it is rare. In my opinion, there are fewer than 10 star brands in the luxury world. It is very hard to balance all four characteristics at once. After all, fast growth is often at odds with high profitability. But that is what makes them stars. If you have a star brand, then basically you can be sure that you have mastered the paradox. All right. So much of life is that paradox. And now we're going to dive into timelessness. And it makes me think of that incredible quote by Spinoza, um, subspecies autoritas, which is in view of eternity. And Bernard says it means that brand is built for eternity. It has been around for a long time. It has become essentially an institution in the world. And Dom Perignon is a perfect example of this. And he says, I can guarantee that people will be drinking it in the next century. It was created 250 years ago, but it will be relevant and desired for another century and beyond that. It is for the ages, just like certain pieces of luggage that you buy for your entire life. And there's this incredible line by Steve Jobs. So he was talking to Bernard and he says, you know, Bernard, I don't know if in 50 years, my iPhone will still be a success, but I can tell you, I'm sure everybody will still drink Dom Perignon. That's really important. He's building brands. He's building products for that eternity, that eternal timeline. And I think it's really important to think about that and how we're going to approach our business, what we're creating, what we're building, and just viewing it from a longer time horizon, I think really helps us add to the quality of what we're creating. And he says, the problem is that quality of timelessness takes years to develop, even decades. You cannot just decree it. A brand has to pay its dues. It has to come to stand for something in the eyes of a world, in the world. But he says, as a manager, you can enhance timelessness. That is, create the impression of timelessness sooner rather than later. And the way you do that, you do that with uncompromising quality. Makes me think of the incredible Aldo Gucci line, Quality is remembered long after price is forgotten. Now that paradox, to be successful, you have to have the combination between modernity and timelessness. That is a combination that they've tried to keep at LVMH and products like Louis Vuitton, which has started in the middle of the 19th century. And some of the products remain the same still today, but also they should present the utmost modernity. That's the combination. That is what is fun and key to success, right? The, the combination of those two. 
And that really comes down to high quality. How do you have a product that people still want to buy 100 years in the future? It needs to be timeless. It needs to be built on quality. And that is a goal to strive for as a company. So let's dive a little bit more into modern. Now, a star brand needs to be current. It needs to be fashionable. It needs to be edgy. As Bernard said, it needs to have sex appeal. It is modern. He says in some ways, it fulfills a fantasy, a fantasy that that customer has. It's so new, it's so unique that you want to buy it. You instantly see it and something resonates in it and you say, I need that. You know, that feeling inside of you that you must buy it. Um, it's more than that. It's or else you won't be in the moment, right? Like almost FOMO. You'll be left behind if you don't buy this product. You see this with sneakers today. I, I know those are in and out of fashion, but you see people lining up around the block for certain things. That feeling of FOMO is really interesting. And we're gonna dive a bit more into desire here in a minute. But I think that's really important to think about for the things that we're building in the world. Does it create that desire inside of people? And Bernard says, the hard truth is you must be old and new at once. In a star brand, you honor your past and invent your future at the same time. He says it's a subtle balance. And the great fashion icon Anna Windor says, Bernard is always thinking about the future. Now, she's one of the most legendary people in fashion, Says, and she says, you know what? He is always thinking about the future. It's not about the past. He's thinking about the future and bringing that into the modern day. He also says it needs to be fast growing, right? That's one of the four key tenets of a star brand. Without growth, it is not a star brand. And you look back at what they were doing. Let's look at 2000, where Louis Vuitton was by far the largest luxury brand in the world. And they actually had 40% growth in sales. Largest luxury brand in the world, and they had 40% growth in sales that year. It still needs to be fast growing. And he says, growth shows the shareholders that you've struck the right balance between timelessness and fashion and that you have been able to charge a premium price because of that balance, that balance between timelessness and current fashion. And he says, growth is not just a function of high price. You also grow when you move into new markets, such as those developing countries. But mainly, growth is a function of high desire. Customers must want the product. Now, I know that sounds simple. And most people think, all right, yeah, obviously the customers must want the product, but it needs to resonate deeper than that. Most companies, they, they think it's enough to use advertising to present a picture of the product. That is not enough. You need to project the image of the brand itself. Similar to if, if you saw a Dior ad or a Dior product, even without the name of the company on there, you would say, you know what? That's a Dior product. That is what Bernard and the entire team at LVMH are trying to do. And he says the last thing that you should actually do is assign advertising to your marketing department. Now, this is something I found really interesting. He says if you do that, you lose the proximity between the designers and the message to the marketplace. And he says at LVMH, we keep the advertising right inside the design team. Now, with the Dior campaign, John Galliano, who is a famous designer, Bernard said Galliano himself did the makeup on the model at the photo shoot. He posed her. The only thing Galliano did not do himself was snap the photo. He's saying how close the designers are to the end state of the product to when the customers interact with that product. Because if they were the geniuses behind the design and the idea, it makes sense to have them be closely connected to the customers. I just found that really interesting because usually what we do is there's a major disconnect between design and between marketing. And he says that should not be the case. 
All right, so next up, one of those other pillars is highly profitable. And he says, it is true at the front end of a star brand, the innovation, supporting the creative process, the advertising, and so on is very, very expensive. High profitability comes at the back end of the process and behind the scenes, right? It comes on the back end of the process. He says, our products have unbelievably high quality. He says they have to, but their production is organized in such a way that we also have unbelievably high productivity. Every single motion, every step of every process is carefully planned with the most modern and complete engineering technology possible. He says it's not like un, unlike how cars are made in modern factories. They analyze how to make each part of the product, where to buy each component, where to find the best leather at the best price. We treat it all and we think about it all. And he says a single purse can have up to a thousand manufacturing tasks and we plan each and every single one. And in that way, the LVMH process actually is the exact opposite of its creative process, which is freewheeling and chaotic. They put so much time and thought where their creative process is, is completely open and from a place of possibility. And he says, if you walk into a Louis Vuitton factory, you're going to see a ton of machines. Sorry. He says, if you walk into a Louis Vuitton factory, you will see very few machines because almost every single thing is done by hand. He says, we give our craftsmen and women fantastic training. They are trained for months before they ever touch the products. And then every task they do has been studied and refined for years. No moment or motion is wasted inside that factory. It makes me think of the documentary, Jiro Dreams of Sushi, where I'm pretty sure uh, the sushi masters, they spend 10 years before they can touch the rice just learning how to work with it overall. Remember, long time horizons, incredible training, all of this takes time. Let's dive a little bit more into creativity because clearly Bernard thinks so much about this and has put a lot of thought towards how they approach creativity. And he says, our whole business is based on giving our artists and designers complete freedom to invent without limits. Bernard understands that the creativity to flourish, it needs space. Makes me think of Bob Iger and the distillation we did of him. He says, fear of failure destroys creativity. Now, Bernard realizes that part of his job is to make and turn his creative geniuses' ideas into functional products that are out in the world. And that doesn't happen without execution, right? And he says, what I have fun with is trying to transform creativity into business reality all over the world. To do this, you have to be connected to innovators and designers but also make their ideas livable and concrete. Makes me think of what Seth Godin says. Um, he says, great artists ship. And if you wanna hear more about Seth Godin, the incredible marketer, you can listen to my interview with him on episode 218 of What Got You There. But back to LVMH. So in Bernard's approach, he encourages cross-disciplinary collaborations between luxury brands and artists, architects and designers. He believes that such collaborations infuse fresh perspectives and artistic inspiration into luxury products. And this captivates consumers with unique and imaginative offerings. Now, similar to what I try to do with this podcast, right? It's life learning across different disciplines to distill timeless principles and build a wider depth and array of knowledge. Horace Charlie Munger, you know, Buffett's partner says, you wanna build a latticework of mental models. Bernard understands this, that cross-disciplinary collaborative approach it is going to create more insights, more discoveries, and therefore better products. And this is all about innovation and creativity. Now, Arnaud has an innate ability to anticipate trends, but more importantly, 
He understands what will endure. It reminds me of Jeff Bezos, right? Jeff Bezos, when he was thinking about Amazon, he says, what type of consumer behavior doesn't change? What was true a thousand years ago? What will be true a thousand years in the future, right? That's how Bezos thought about it. Bernard seems to be doing the same thing. It also makes me think about endurance, right? And the great fortitude Vincimus, by endurance we conquer, which was the motto of Ernest Shackleton. I love that. By endurance we conquer. And because of this, he's able to embrace innovation that is developed through creative thinking, cultivating an environment that nurtures the cutting edge ideas and design concepts. Because he's thinking on long time horizons, he understands how creativity flourishes, and then he designs the environment of that. And it really gets built because of a deep appreciation he has for artistry and craftsmanship. He understands the true artist. And he firmly believes that luxury products should be an embodiment of artistic vision, meticulously crafted to perfection. He is not just making products. He views this as an art form. And he wants to master and give people the ability to master that platform and that quality because quality vibrates on a different level. But you also have to remember that Arnaud's approach to creativity is not confined to the confines of the past. It extends to embracing innovation and staying ahead of our evolving consumer preferences. Now, he understands that luxury is dynamic and ever-changing landscape, and successful brands must adapt to contemporary trends while remaining true to their core values. Let me say that again. He understands that successful brands must adapt to contemporary trends while remaining true to their core values. Now, this fusion of tradition and innovation is evident in the LVMH portfolio, which each brand retains its unique identity while remaining relevant to modern consumers. Think about that. Look, up, look across their 75 plus brands that they own. And those brands do an incredible job remaining true to their identity while also continuing, continuing to reinvent and stay modern. It's a really delicate balance and one, if you're interested in, you should really study further because it's amazing how they do it. Now, Bernard really recognized that creativity flourishes in an environment that encourages risk-taking and grants creative minds the freedom to express their artistic vision. Arnaud empowers these creative leaders to push the boundaries of design. And this results really in groundbreaking collections that captivate fashion and luxury. Once again, this makes me think about Bob Iger at Disney and all of those artists that he has. He understands how to open them up and unleash them creatively. And you need some free space to do that. And innovation for Arnaud is not just about introducing new designs or products. It's a mindset that permeates every aspect of LVMH's operation. Let me say that again. Innovation is not just about producing new designs or products. It is a mindset that permeates every aspect of LVMH's operations. So what are the mindsets in your company that permeates every aspect of what you do? I would really step back, find some quiet time to think about that, the mindsets that permeate every aspect of your company. And I would also do this for your own life. What are the foundational mindsets that permeate every aspect of your life, both the good and the bad, because you have to understand the good ones, but you also need to understand the bad ones and which ones you want to change moving forward and what you want to change them into. All right, so let's dive into the pursuit of excellence. This is just an approach I love. Now, this really is at the core of Arnaud's philosophy, and it lies in an unwavering commitment to excellence. 
He believes in setting uncompromising standards and striving for the utmost quality across all aspects of his business ventures, not just some, quality across all. This makes me think of Jeff Bezos, who said, high standards are contagious. Now, Bruno, Bruno targets timeless brands that embody excellence in every capacity, have proven themselves, this is key, in different economic cycles and remained pinnacle through changes in consumer preferences. Think about how challenging that is, right? Proven themselves in different economic cycles remained pinnacle through changes in consumer preferences. Those are great brands. Those are brands that endure. Now, this pursuit of excellence really is the embodiment of who Bernard Arnault is. If you think about it, this man is worth more than $200 billion. And guess where he can still be found on Saturdays? He still visits the LVMH stores on Saturdays. And what he does is he walks throughout the store, makes sure the displays are, are looking great. And if they're not, guess what he does? This guy is rearranging the shelves to make sure that the consumers have a better experience. That is someone who cares about excellence in everything they do. He believes that every touch point with consumers should reflect the brand's commitment to excellence. And this leaves a lasting impression and fostering brand loyalty. I brought him up multiple times on this, Bob Iger and his relentless pursuit of perfection. Iger talked about his mentor, Rune Arledge, and he says this about Rune. He says his mantra was simple, do what you need to do to make it better. Of all the things I learned from Rune, this is what shaped me the most. When I talk about this particular quality of leadership, I refer to it as the relentless pursuit of perfection. It's a mindset really more than a specific set of rules. It's not about perfectionism at all costs. Instead, it's about creating an environment in which you refuse to accept mediocrity. You instinctively push back against the urge to say, there's not enough time or I don't have enough energy or this requires a difficult conversation I don't wanna have or any of the many other ways we convince ourselves that good enough is good enough. Oh my God, I love that, right? It's creating an environment in which you refuse to accept mediocrity. So whoever you are, whatever you're doing, start refusing to accept mediocrity first with yourself. You know, where we we settle for being lazy or not taking the actions or the thoughts that are in line with who we want to become. Refuse that. Refuse to accept mediocre and watch how this permeates throughout your life. This makes me think of this great LP Jacks quote. It's and, and the reason I'm bringing this up because it makes me think of Bernard, a master in the art of living draws no sharp distinction between his work and his play, his labor and his leisure, his mind and his body, his education and his recreation. He hardly knows which is which. He simply pursues his vision of excellence through whatever he is doing and leaves others to determine whether he is working or playing. To himself, he always seems to be doing both. That makes me think so much of Bernard and just his relentless pursuit of perfection and how this comes out in pretty much every single thing he does. And I was saying, this has so much to do with quality. Now, a lot of companies, they talk about quality, but if you want your brain to be timeless, you have to be a fanatic about that. And he says, before we launch a Louis Vuitton suitcase, for example, he puts it in what they call the torture machine, where it is open and closed five times per minute for three weeks straight. And that's not all. It is thrown, it is shaken, and it is crushed. And he says, you would laugh if you saw what we do. But that is how you build something that becomes an heirloom. 
Quality also comes from hiring very dedicated people and then keeping them for a long time. We try to keep the people at the brands, meaning the brands they acquire, especially the artisans, the seamstresses, and the other people who make the products because they have the brand in their bones. It's history. It's meaning. That's really interesting. You think about hiring from within, promoting from within, the people who have put their life's work into these companies, the artists, the seamstresses, they have the brand in their bones. They understand quality. They understand what it took to get there. This makes me so think so much of, of the past distillation, the most recent one on Brunello Cuccinelli, uh, the amazing fashion icon and mogul and his pursuit of quality and craftsmanship and empowering the people that work for him. And it also makes me think of Danny Meyer, uh, the great restaurateur and what he calls the excellence reflex he uses when hiring to find people who embody quality, a commitment to quality, a commitment to excellence. And when they see a wrapper on the floor in a restaurant, they don't walk by. They pick that up. It's commitment to excellence. All right. So the creators of the scientists that, that work at LVMH, they have complete freedom to express new ideas. And then once you have that freedom to express ideas, you have to then transform it into reality so people all over the world can enjoy it. Now, LVMH, thinking about hiring, this is why I'm bringing this up, only hires managers who are so respectful of the creative process that they will endure its necessary chaos. So talking about hiring, if you are going to be a creative for LVMH, that necessary process of chaos when you're creating is mandatory. And so you have to understand, are the people that we're hiring to be the managers, are they respectful of that creative process? Do they know how to manage that? Where creatives, they, they hit that deep, dark pit of despair where, where the new ideas aren't generating, they're not flowing. And you have the ability to manage that. I think that's really interesting to think about. Bob Iger di dives further into this as well. And he says, LVMH only hires managers respectful of that. And I'm going to read now a Rick Rubin quote. Rick Rubin is the legendary music producer. He has an incredible book, but some of his interviews are fascinating as well. And he says, rules by their nature are limitation. Rules direct us to average behaviors. If we're aiming to create works that are exceptional, rules don't apply. And he says, average is nothing to aspire to. The goal is not to fit in. If anything, it's to amplify the differences, what doesn't fit, the special characteristics unique to how you see the world. Instead of sounding like others, value your own voice, develop it, cherish it. It's a healthy practice to approach our work with as few accepted rules, starting points, and limitations as possible. Often the standards in our chosen medium are so ubiquitous, we take them for granted. They are invisible and unquestioned. This makes it nearly impossible to think outside the standard paradigm. Now that's Rick Rubin, one of the greatest music producers. And what he's talking about here is we need to open up creative expression in the beginning much like LVMH does, and then you can apply rules later. But if you apply those rules in the beginning, quote unquote, that chaos, that necessary chaos, then you're not going to have great work come out of it. And, and with great work, it makes me think a lot about marketing. <laughs> and Bernard says, we don't do marketing because marketing is against what a company like us should do. And he says, we do completely different. We create new products and sometimes it fails. But when it's successful, the customers follow. Now, Bernard says growth is a function of high desire. He says the most important question you can ask yourself as a luxury brand is how do you create desire? I would say this is the most important question for any company. How do you create desire, the desire that people 
want your product, that they need your product, that your product and your brand is part of their lives. And Creating Desire recognizes that the uniqueness of luxury products emphasizing the importance of exclusive offerings that evoke desire and emotion, setting them apart from standardized good. And he says, luxury for me is how you can create desire. The most important word in our business in desire is desire and how to create desire. And when you have the product, then you have to create good environments. He's talking about the shops, you know, just like Steve Jobs did with Apple. They need to present both the product and the brand incredibly well. The, the best people understand this. They understand the entire experience you're going to have. So whether you're e-commerce and you have a website, how your customers interact with your website, the feeling that they get the desire, do they want to come back to this website or is it a friction-filled experience? You need to create desire in everything that you do. And then he's got a line I like. It says, luxury goods are the only area in which poss it's possible to make luxury margins. All right. I'm going to read now a few different quotes about Bernard that I just really enjoyed. Um, I thought they were inspiring and powering and just give you a better perspective on how certain people view him. And it said, Bernard had a faith in no one but himself. He had such an appetite for victory and such a capacity for work that he was bound to succeed. They said, he sparks ideas. He does not compromise. He overturns everything in his path. It is totally foreign to his nature to compromise his belief. Now, his eldest ch uh, child, Delphine, uh, she says, she's the executive vice president at Louis Vuitton. And she said, when he sleeps, he's dreaming of new ideas. How many of the best creatives, designers, builders, they say they're always, always, even when they're sleeping, thinking about new ideas. And then Anna Wintorg, and she said, he has no interest in standing still. He has no interest in repeating himself. He has no interest in anything remaining the same. He is a man that is intrigued by what can happen, not by what has happened. And then Harriet Agnew wrote, age has clearly not mellowed his desire to win. The 70-year-old has a compulsion to possess beautiful brands and transform their creativity into profits. He has, over the last four decades, built LVMH from a near-bankrupt French textile company to a global group. I always liked being number one, Arno says simply. I did not succeed at the piano. I did not succeed at tennis. I consider that success is to arrive at a point where all my teams, the group is the number one in the world. He's talking about being the number one in the world, which they are. And let me talk to you a second about his vision. And this is what he said. He said, I told my team, this was very early on, we will build the first luxury group in the world. Obviously, it was very ambitious, but it galvanized the team and we started to build. His visionary outlook can be encapsulated in his resolute declaration to build the world's first luxury group. Undeterred by the audacity of his ambition, Arnaud's unwavering determination galvanized his team into action, laying the foundation for that grand vision. Speaking of vision, makes me think of Arnold Schwarzenegger and his distillation. And Arnold said... The vision became so clear in my mind that I felt like it had happened. There was no alternative. It was this or nothing. The best leaders, they always have a grand vision in their head of what they're going after, of what they're trying to build, and then they make 
that come to fruition and they get other people invested in that with them. They get the other people on board to make it happen. The best leaders do that. They bring other people along for the ride and that is how they sustain and build excellence in every single thing that they do. And it just makes me think of Bernard and his ability to do this. Um, it, it's very clear and it's not easy to do, but the best make it happen. And even today, he's still saying, we can go further. He says, we are still small. We're just getting started. This is very fun. We are number one, but we can go further. Listen, he is the biggest fashion brand in the world. And he says, we are still small. He's thinking about what this could look like in 100 years, how build how big they can build it to be. This makes me think of Jeff Bezos, who said day two is stasis, followed by irrelevance, followed by excruciating, painful decline, followed by death. And that is why it is always day one. It also makes me think of the notorious B.I.G. And in his song, he's, he's singing about Puff Daddy. He says, Puff told me the key to staying on top of things is treat everything like it's your first project, like it's your first day back when you was an intern. Also makes me think of Nick Saban, who I did a distillation on. There's a lot of people in the world who will take the ch challenge to climb the mountain. But when you get to the top of the mountain, you become the mountain because everyone's shooting for you. The great ones get to the top mount the mountain and they say they can become even better. That is what LVMH is all about. That is what Bernard Arnault is all about. All right, so I'm gonna leave you here with this. And Bernard says, or this is a quote about him. He did not stray from his path. Relentlessly, he pursued his ascent and seized every passing opportunity. So are you relentlessly pursuing your ascent and seizing every opportunity that is coming your way? That's another distillation on Bernard Ono. You can head to whatgotyouthere.com. If you enjoyed this, if you found something interesting from this, please head to whatgotyouthere.com, share it with a friend. On whatgotyouthere.com, I do a deep dive even much further than this, the full transcript, the full text. Um, you guys can see the highlights. You can see the, the bold points that I thought were really important. Check out past distillations. Like I said, over a dozen. I've got Brunello Cuccinelli, Danny Meyer, Nick Saban, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Michael Jordan, Tony Robbins, Phil Jackson, Bob Iger, Bruce Lee, Josh Waitzkin, Total Wolf, Yen Liao, Nick Kikonis, and the astronaut, Navy SEAL, Harvard Medical Doctor, Johnny Kim. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll catch you next time. You guys made it to the end of another episode of What Got You There? I hope you guys enjoyed it. I really do appreciate you taking the time to listen all the way through. If you found value in this, the best way you can support the show is giving us a review, rating it, sharing it with your friends, and also sharing on social. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Looking forward to you guys listening to another episode.